Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 48. Um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, and it's going to be mostly beers. Because I got a lot of beers. Oh, a lot right, of beers. So is going to do a monologue, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not much of a monologue. I'm just like, I'm very excited about my beer choices. So, like, I'm going to talk about my beers as I crack them. So, at periodic points during the podcast, you uh, there might be a break in conversation. Um, and that's just going to be when I end up cracking another beer. All right. Sounds good. Well, what are you starting Very off cool. with? All right. So I'm starting off with the Raven Brewing Co. Flying Dutchman Mosaic IPA. It's, uh, 7%. Uh, I haven't had much to eat today, so I'm definitely feeling it. And, uh, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's very, like, the Mosaic hops really comes through in it. Uh, like, very classic Mosaic flavor. And it's like all around just like a solid hazy IPA. So that's nice. what I'm starting with. Yeah. I mean, do you did you buy like a Very four pack cool. or a six pack or a twelve pack? No, or... no, I went in and I bought like okay. So I went into the store and my plan was just buy four beers and Yeah, that was the that was the game plan. So I went in, I picked out four individual tall cans I liked. And I get up to the register and um Okay, so another guy at the liquor store who's like bald has like a bit of a beard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, he's like, "Hey, do you see we got this like Santorini in? It's like some kind of beer from like Driftwood." And I was like, "No, what is that?" And he's like, "Well, they're very fucking hard to get. Whenever we do get a shipment in, we get forty-eight of them, and we have to limit them to two per customer." And he's like, people have been like ringing, ringing me up all day asking like, hey, are they in yet? Hey, are they in yet? And apparently like they came in about like 20 minutes before I got to the store. Okay. So I was you like, got well, one of those, whatever that is. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm getting one of those. Um, so I got like five of those beers. I got two will look to be very interesting. Um, uh, 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 fuck, what's that? Superflux, uh, like creamery style beers. Uh, if you remember from the last time we were at the brewery. And, well, part of the thing is, most of the beers are now in the freezer because they had just gotten to the liquor store when I got there. So they're all, like, brand new inventory stuff. Mm. Um, they're fresh. Yeah, they weren't, yeah, like, well, they weren't cold yet. So they're currently sitting in the freezer waiting to cool down. This one had been in the, free- or in the, the fridge there for long enough, so I'm starting with this one. Yeah, I also just picked up some beers, and I uh, I had to throw them in the freezer when I got home, just until we started recording here. I grabbed them out, and uh, I put two in the freezer, and they seem to be cold enough at this point. But yeah, it's a very interesting beer that I got going here. Um, I have a Russell Brewing Pumpkin Pie Milkshake IPA. Ooh, uh, so, that sounds really good. You know, it's October, so you know, it, pumpkin shit just flies off the shelves. You gotta have something. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, it's very interesting. I picked it up and I was like, I'm going to try it, but I don't know if I'm going to like it. And it's like, okay. It's like a little, you know, I don't love creamy beers in general. Um, There are some notable exceptions to that, but uh, yeah, it's kind of what I expected. So if it sounds like it would be good to you, then it probably would be, but it's it's like meh for me. And now I have a four pack of them. Yeah. I drank them, so... (laughs) <laughs> you you don't drink much for like milk beers, do you? No, I'm assuming it probably has lactose in it. 
I mean, we talked yeah. about lactose a fuck ton on this podcast. Is call it the Drunk Lactose Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. uh, like the creamy aspect of it does seem like it's up my alley, but I find pumpkin spice to be in general very hit or miss. Um, I don't mind my once a year pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. That's fine. Uh, anything more than that seems like. I don't know. I find the flavor to be very, you know, I, I don't even know what the right word is because it's not like quite so much that it's in your face. It's just like, it's very distinct. Yeah, there, there's the word I was looking for. It's very distinct. Um, Just like pumpkin spice in general. So yeah. Okay. What it says is a smooth, hazy IPA with a blend of cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, clove, and an addition of lactose come together to create this no effort needed pie in a can. Yeah, I do like pumpkin pie in general, so I feel like... Maybe after one of them, I'm going to start really liking numbers two, three, and four, so... <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be interested in trying that at some point. Maybe if I'm over at Chase's place, I'll steal one out of his fridge, assuming there are any left after tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a fair assumption if I'm not enjoying them the, the most. I might just switch to Bullet later. Yeah, there's, there's only one of us who uh, typically downs a four-pack of Tall Boys during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that one of us is not Chase. That leaves two options. Yeah, no, nope. it does. <laughs> That's how math <laughs> works. <laughs> All right, so I guess on to my beer. Um, so uh, this, I've really enjoyed Voodoo Ranger uh, beer uh, recently. I, I had them at first in... North Carolina when I went there this summer because I I believe they're is is North or South Belgium? Carolina. Is that New Belgium Brewing? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um and I like the regular Voodoo Ranger and then the hazy Voodoo Ranger is amazing. So I saw at the store uh their seasonal one, which they call Atomic Pumpkin. Um hmm. and then as I was putting these in the fridge earlier, I saw that instead of special it has special release written on the bottom and then the special is crossed out with spicy written over top of it. And I thought maybe they meant like, you know, it's exciting, that kind of spicy. No, they meant like actually spicy. <laughs> I, after uh, taking a couple sips, I, uh, my eyes popped open a little bit and I uh, did some Googling and it turns out it has both uh, cinnamon and habanero. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which a um, spicy pumpkin beer. Yeah, I am not a big fan of spicy things. So, like, the initial taste, like, you know, habanero kicks in a little bit after it first hits your taste bud. So, like, the initial sip is nice. It's like, a, you know, you taste the cinnamon and the pumpkin. It's a good taste. And then the habanero just punches you in the tongue. And it's like, bruh, I, no, no, thank you. Please, please get out of here. So I am, I am disappointed. I would not well, have bought these if I realized there was habanero in them. Hunter, if you drink them yeah. fast enough, you never get the aftertaste. Because it takes the aftertaste get, a second to kick in. So you, you get the aftertaste, you the just beer. get it all at once. <laughs> yeah, but then you can drink, like, some water or something, like... Just shotgun it. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying you can avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> if you drink the beer in less than a second, then you only get one thing of aftertaste, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe if there seems to be an appropriate moment in the podcast, I'll just chug one of these. Because otherwise, I'm probably going to go through less than one beer. Cass is probably going to be droning on about how Chambers should be buffed and the op should be made way better, and then you can just be chugging beer at the same time. Mm -hmm. Although if Chase is going to take a pause at some point to get some bullet, I could also take a pause to get some of my uh, precious um, 
porch pounder gin that I like so much from last mm-hmm. week. So I, I might do that as well. You can be sitting on the porch then while you uh, record this. You're at least like a sunroom. Love a good porch pounder. Dude, this is a sunroom. What are you talking about? No, it's not. It's not. What am I talking about? I'm going to that out right the like, What do you mean this is a sunroom? I'm next to the sunroom of our house. <laughs> I'm bordering it. I don't know what I thought. This is the sack room, which sounds like sunroom, but is not. I don't even want to know what happens in the sack room. Yeah, I was going to say the sack room. <laughs> well, these the, behind us, we have these bean bags that are uh, they're not bean regular bean bags. They are love sacks. That is their official brand name. So love yeah, sack baby. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. It's a very hippie brand. So like they very much know what they're doing with that name. Mm-hmm. But they're very comfortable. They're great. Does it have like an electronic system that moves you up and down by chance? No. Okay, there's like no a, rocking like motion. Like <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just a bean bag, but instead of beans inside, it's like this really like uh, fluffy stuff that's kind of packed tight. And it's really know, nice. Like because springy, you... by chance? I think there's some joke here that you're meaning I that I clearly I've... am not getting. Because, I'm not getting like, that either. No, Are you talking about a mattress? springy. <laughs> I'm, no, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking that's where Hunter brings the honeys. Into mm. the sack room. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that I was, mean, that I, I have done that in the past, too. but um, yeah, I didn't need any motorized help with that one. Mm. So. Mm. But you could have used yeah. it. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> could have been a nice addition. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was saying the motorized help could have been nice. True. Um, True. Okay, so at any rate, some changes finally made it into Valorant. Uh, we know what these changes are. We've discussed all of these changes. Which brings me to the first topic of the day, which is how do you guys feel about PBE stuff being very much like a a pre-release? Yeah, I don't know if I love it. Have they ever had stuff in the PBE that doesn't go into the game? That's what I'm thinking, and I feel like the answer is no. I feel like the answer is no asterisk with the asterisk being, I feel like there've been one or two things that have been in the PBE and then like weren't released right away with the next yeah. patch. I think they um, might've tested out the, the cascading agent pick in the PBE for one of them. And that's not, it might've been a certain region though. Maybe, but at any rate, it was just like the patch notes came out today and they were the most uninteresting thing I've ever seen. Cause I fucking knew what all of them were. And there were no changes from the PBE. There's like, I feel like the PBE is too conservative. But it is like, the point of a public beta, right? No, but like, I feel like the, the PBE should be... A little more wacky? Like, they should test out some yeah. spicy stuff in there. If they're going to have a full application process to, like, get access to it. Not that they're very selective with it. Anyone can do it. But, like... Yeah, I feel like if they're going to have that guise of, oh, yeah, this is, like, not for everybody. This is just for, like, you know, people who want to, you know, beta test different things. And, like, it might it might be buggy. Then, like, utilize that instead of using shit that's already been tested so far that it's going to be the end state of the game anyway. Yeah, like, I, I feel like they're very much using the PvE just for, like, to have more people try to find issues as you play like oh hey this specific interaction doesn't work and it's obviously very helpful for riot to have thousands and thousands of people playing the game because somebody is more likely to encounter an interaction that doesn't work say between two certain utilities or whatever that may be 
but it seems like like fuck dude i want some spicy changes in the pbe I i want some things that are like super wacky and maybe they work maybe they don't work but there's only one way to really find out whether they're going to work or not and that's by throwing them in there yeah. and giving it a shot. Yeah, it just seems like it, it ruins the uh, the surprise of a new patch coming out and being like, ooh, what's in it? Because, y- you know. But also that's like leaks and stuff for even before the PBE. Not that leaks yeah, are Yeah, but reliable. like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I just like... Uh... I was kind of annoyed at the patch notes that came out today. Yeah, Cass, I see I see what you're saying, which is that they're really not using the PBE for, you know, oh, what's your opinion? Is this a change we should actually make? They're using the PBE for, like, are there any bugs with this change that we're going to make? Um, but at the same time, because Valorant's, like, biggest changes are map and agent changes... Um, those you wouldn't want to spoil early. Um, or if so, just a couple days early, I think they have maybe released some agents early enough. They said it, but like, you know, you wouldn't want to do that far enough in advance to where you could get feedback of, Oh, you know, this ability should be rethought. Uh, and then when it comes to like balance changes, like, Oh, we're considering buffing the stinger to make it cost a hundred dollars and fire twice as fast. You know, at that point, well, that example is obviously stupid, but like, um, it would it might be difficult to really get much from a couple day window of certain people playing with that change in terms of evaluating how balanced it is overall so like i kind of feel like valorant is different than some other games like i know overwatch and escape from tarkov both have uh test servers or test stuff that they just they actually do what you're talking about where they get feedback on you know really different stuff but i feel like it's tough for valorant to do that you know what i'm saying I don't know. I feel like they could absolutely do that. And they have the data of like everybody that's playing in the lobby, what their actual rank is on their main account, like what, who else is in the lobby, all the interactions that happen. Right. And if it's exciting enough, a bunch of people do hop into the PB and play it. So you just get a lot of hours in on whatever the change is. So I feel like it would, it would give valuable data. um, Well, I guess there's one thing about that when you said that, that I just realized, which is that, in the PBE, people are also not playing seriously because obviously no one cares about their PBE rank. So, the, so that's one thing that obviously you could detect something that where the balance is way off, but you know, fine-tuning balance kind of things might be really difficult to get much out of that. I don't yeah, know. And it's similar maybe to Unrated where you, you're going to lock right, into right. A, a, a lobby that is people having fun and messing around or people that are actually trying to play, you know? Yeah, but, like, I I feel like they could also introduce, like, some, you know, just, like, over the course of a PBE weekend, right? I, I, I don't know how long the PBE is typically out for. I don't have that off the top of my head. But say, like, hey, like, you know, day one, KO's Flash is there. They've reduced the, you know, the right-click uh, flash duration, right? say day one they're going to reduce it very significantly day two Mm -hmm. it's going to be reduced a bit less day three it's going to be like reduced even less than that and like test out 
different numbers and then get some feedback on that instead of it just being like, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah, that, that, that could be a way to go. Like, that that seems a little boring to me. Like, I, I, I would rather they go way overboard in the PvE, determine that it's way overboard, and then scale it back prior to it being launched into the game. Same thing with, like, um, you know, like, with the, the Ares change in the past, right? Before they buffed the Ares, had that been... Had they toyed around with multiple different options in the PvE, it might not have gotten to the point where, like, they had to re-nerf the Ares in what was basically a hotfix, and a bunch of people now claim it's worse than it than it was to begin with. That is a good point. Uh, you know, I'm I'm coming around to your side a little bit here. Yeah, because I guess like, that's the case. Yeah, good. What were you saying? I was going to say that's a case of a very significant change. Where like that is very different than like the stinger uh slight accuracy buff it just got. Like the Ares was like a real rework of the gun. And so that you could maybe get a bit more meaningful data overall. But I still do wonder if there'd be cases where the way people would be playing would be different. Because I because like you know, I think part of the issue with the Ares was just people like thinking about the gun when they hadn't ever thought of it before which is what led to it being as prevalent as it was. And I think that would happen even more in the PBE where a lot of people who weren't using the Ares would then use it for the PBE and then probably overrate how good it was just because they hadn't even given it a second look before that. But I don't know. As you were saying, Chase, sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that I think your point earlier of it's just they've gone with a different approach to what information they yeah. want to gather out of it. I think that's fair. That they're not, uh, they're not looking for actually what to do in the game, but whether or not the things they're doing are working, right? Right, which is valuable in itself, but it's just not as exciting as Gas was saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I, I understand them wanting to like bug test stuff. Like that's a good thing that they're bug testing stuff before it makes it to like the live servers. Oh yeah, but I feel like you could do both. Right, and then they're like, and if you test out, like I said, like three different timing options, like at least there's the, you know, the surprise of like, which one are they going with? Like, we don't know which one's going to make it into the live game. Like, which one are they picking? And then when the patch notes come out, then you read through that and they're like, okay, cool. This is this is the one that made it into the game. Um And like, oftentimes I don't really bother with the PBE because I find that a bunch of the changes aren't, you know, not stuff that I really want to mess around with. But if they if they went for some more out there stuff, I might wanna I might want to give that a go. Like the only time I ever really play the PBE is when um a new agent's about to drop. Right. And I wanna try that agent out. So I don't know. In my opinion it's a bit of a missed opportunity. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Got it, got it. You don't yeah, I, I guess you, I came into... Yeah, go ahead. When you want to try out some new skins and you might get them randomly in your PBE market. <laughs> yeah. And like, I really Ryan really doesn't care out, about that. Yeah. <laughs> really want to try out, uh, you know, Ion. So I'm just going to go into PBE every day until I get an Ion. 
Yeah, I was I was thinking, you know, kind of reflecting back on the start of the conversation that, um, you know, I came into this thinking, ah, I don't know, I think the PB is good the way it is. And I still feel like in most cases, it's fine the way it is because they wouldn't necessarily get a ton of feed, feedback that would be valuable while also not spoiling content. But I'm, I've been persuaded by you, Cass, which is maybe somewhat rare <laughs> in that, uh, in that, yeah, I feel like there are some cases where it could be valuable for them to say, okay, you know, we're doing this PBE for changes that aren't going to be immediately implemented. And we actually want to hear your feedback to make a change. that can kind of balance out you know this kind of goes back to our discussion with laggy about pros versus casual players where you know the pros voices are a lot louder because obviously there are a lot less pros than regular players so if like you know 10 pros all tweet the same thing that seems like a major a deal of, about a specific feature in valorant and it's kind of hard to capture what the casual sentiment is but if casual people are giving their feedback through the you know i don't, I don't really remember how pbe does feedback uh, through reddit through the forums you know, that could be a, you know, a sort of a counterpoint to what the pros are saying, pot, like either confirming it or going in a different direction. Yeah. Does the PB have like a, like a survey to fill out? Like, you know, I, I don't really know how to. I'm pretty works. sure it does. I don't remember how to, how it works, but I'm pretty sure. If you sure go onto the PB, Valorant PBE uh, subreddit, there's like links and stuff to all that information. Hmm. So, so like, you can fill like, out like, hey, I found a bug here. Yeah, there's, like, a proper way to submit, like, how you find your bugs and whatnot, hmm. which, like, is probably what you're supposed to do. I feel like they like, nobody fucking does no that. No one would do that, yeah. They'd, like, make yeah. it easier. <clears throat> you're not paying me for that shit. Unless they have, yeah, like, a reward yeah. system for finding bugs. I know that some programs do that, and, like, you know, they, they give you, like, in-game currency or something for finding bugs. Yeah, well, yeah they, now that you mention that, like, why the fuck don't they do that? They absolutely should. If they don't, I, I have no idea. But if, if they don't, then they, they absolutely should because that seems like a very valuable thing of say, oh yeah, we'll give you like, you know, 100 Valorant points per bug you find and like in an increasing thing, like, you know, the 10th bug you find, you know, like one one is 100, two is 150, mm -hmm. you know, it increases. Yeah, and then on the 10th one you get a free skin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A free like non-animated just to like yeah to yeah help support yeah that'd be cool um you know it, or like incentivize people to to mm -hmm. stay with it and actually look for bugs and try to make the game better yeah because i'm pretty sure like no i could be wrong about this so don't quote me on it but i'm pretty sure google has like a ten thousand dollar bounty up for like if you can hack into like their servers oh yeah I'm or, sure, like, well, something, it's that, like that's something like nothing Ima imagine how much they pay a computer engineer from one of their security teams way yeah, more than ten thousand. yeah i know exactly so. right but it's just like yeah hey you managed to find a way to to circumvent something that like you know is seemingly mundane because like if you're actually know what you're doing when it comes to hacking like ten thousand dollars is like eh, whatever but like yeah. if you just inadvertently come across some exploit that allows you to get in yeah, right. oh, 10 grand if i report this yeah yeah exactly cool. it's like 
That's because if you're yeah. a real hacker, you're going to know who to sell that exploit to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. If you're a real hacker, you're going to get more than 10 grand, and it's not going to be from Google. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're going to hold it ransom over their head. But, like, <laughs> just in general. like yeah, I, I, I play with fire at that point with Google. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I don't know. I remember there being, like, a thing back in the day where there was, like, some way to, like, circumvent, like, the, the iPhone, like, password login using something to do with, like, the emergency call feature. Yeah, that they had built in. So like, there was an emergency call feature in which like, you didn't need to unlock a phone to be able to dial like nine one one or something. But there was some way to circumvent the lock screen using that feature that was added in, right? And so something that's like seemingly benign like that that an average user could stumble across, and then you know report that and then get the reward. It seems like. Yeah, Riot should have something similar to that. I mean, in hey. comparison, Riot's issue seems to be inconsequential. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, someone could uh, yeah. go get into any phone if they have it. Or, hey, the wrong skin shows up when I click this button. <laughs> you know, obviously, mm -hmm. I think the, re the reward values would be significantly different to uh, compensate mm -hmm. for that difference. But it's well, just a yeah, funny but then there's example. the... Uh... You know the old the old Killjoy turret bug, right? You know? right. I mean, yeah. I, I think Riot would have gladly paid somebody a free skin to not have that show up oh, yeah. in a very important round in Champions. Yeah, that was kind of a mess uh, on their part. Yeah, yeah, but the way Riot works, they probably would have been like, "Nah, we'll fix it later," and then it would have happened anyway. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll fix that in uh in patch two hundred and seven. <laughs> yep, yep. Alright, we got something else that's not PBE related. Or maybe um, PBE related. I don't know what your next topic maybe, is. Maybe not. Um, I, will, I, mean, I mean, hey, if we're talking about PBE changes to the live game, I think it's so, so cool that they, uh, you know, they finally added the favorite skins and then random one between them. I got home from work and then had dinner and played some Valorant, so I hadn't had a chance to check it out. And as we've been podcasting, I've been going through and favoriting skins <laughs> because like, I'm building my roster right now. And it's so cool to think that like the skins that like you know I like slightly less than the one that I'm using at the time. Now I have a chance of getting those. Like that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I like I'm that so excited. Too. Yeah, it, it, I mean, obviously, like we were talking about, I wish there was much more custom like customization you could do. Right with yeah. What? Uh, with the variants. variants yeah but i was also thinking if i could wait the probability of getting that skin i was thinking of that the like, waiting would be very cool that you're would like be cool. well i really want to be using my rgx vandal but you know with yeah. one in every 10 times i get like i, I don't know i don't have another vandal but I, <laughs> you've got a soccer vandal i do i i swear to god you've got a soccer vandal no i have a classic and a sheriff oh Okay, never mind. Um, right? We're we're You've both got a classic vandal. I, oh, I do have K tac one in you every ten. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I I want the uh, the K tac which I wouldn't, but you know, in general, yeah. Um, yeah. then that would be really cool, and I could set like the percentages or the weightings for for each of my skins, so that you know maybe it's like a rare occurrence that I get this one that I don't like as much, but it makes me like it more because like, ooh, it's that one in twenty game. Yeah, see, like, it'd be yeah. cool, though, but, like, it's, like, a bunch of them. It's, like, yeah, you know what? It'd be nice to have this other skin every once in a while. 
but I wouldn't want it the entire game, really, for a lot of them. Yeah, like, like there are a bunch of them that have. Well, no, it's just like if there's call it a five percent chance that every time I buy whatever this gun is, right? Or wait, wait, let's hook up my Phantom here because that's like the best example I can think of off the top of my head. I really like my Spectrum Phantom. I want to use my Spectrum Phantom, but I also have a Prime 2.0 Phantom. And if, you know, if there was a 5% chance every time I bought a Phantom that it was the Prime 2.0 one, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Like, it's I like buy it and I get every the time you buy it, it's a oh, game. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, Cass, do you know why that's not a thing? And probably, yes, almost I know exactly. I know exactly. Okay. Cool. Why I just want to make sure you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's because they load they in all of the yeah. skins for that game at the beginning, and it's too much to change them mid-game. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Now, I understand that if you take this to the extreme, and every skin in the game was loaded in, that would be ridiculous. Right? I get that. Right, right. But there's got to be... There's got to be like a barrier, like there's got to be a value that like, they're like, you know what? We can load this many in. And I'm curious what that number is because I don't know off the top of my head, but how many guns are there in the game? And like, to- not skins, but guns. No, no, how many guns, guns are there in the game? Because you can have, I have it up. Different... Um, 17. Okay. Yeah. So you can have 170 different skins preloaded. Oh, plus knives. Well, actually, I guess you only need a preload. I don't know how the game works, but like, all right, let's just call, let's just add knives to that. So they're 18. Mm. You need a hundred. You don't, you don't buy a knife. So maybe your knife are just like every, you you get one for the game. No, no, I get that you get one for the game, but like they have to load that skin in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So let's call it, there's, okay. A minimum is 180. Well. Because if. If in a ten game, if in a ten man lobby, no, because they could all have default, and then you don't have to load them all in. But no, but I'm saying according to the system that they've set up, right? They have to be able to support 180. Assuming oh, every single maximum player, is 180. Maximum that they need to support yeah. is 180. They probably can support more than that. Yeah. Now the question is how much more than that? Yeah, is and it, it three hundred and sixty? Is it yeah a thousand? Right. right, right. I don't I don't know what that number is, but basically there is a number, and it'd be cool if they're like, hey, you get this one, whatever you've got selected right now in your collection. Is the one you're going to get. Yeah, that's how every. But, that's how it's been, Cass. Come on. <laughs> I know, but there's a caveat. If we have the space, then some of these other favorite ones that you're, these other ones that you've selected, you might also be able to switch to. Right? Like, let's just say the number's 300. All right? And everybody brings in call it you know instead of each person bringing in 18 skins each person brings in 13 skins well now there's there's a lot of room to work with right and so it's like well you know what maybe if i want to swap to this other phantom i've got 
like why can't uh, like I understand it's a fucking logistical nightmare and it'd be a pain in the ass to deal with and Riot's never going to do it. But like what I'm getting at is there's a number of skins that they can load into a game. It's probably not capped in any game. We could work our way closer to that cap is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. I just feel like that'd be really complicated. No, it is. And as I was talking about it, I was figuring out just like how much of a fucking logistical nightmare it would be. Like, yeah, it how would about we set cool. up each person's computer as its own server? And so if you want to bring in skins, extra skins, they have to be running off of your computer and therefore, you know, might see performance decreases. I'm just picturing that the skin is being like rendered by your computer, whereas everything else is from the server. So sometimes your gun will be desynced from the rest of your body. I'm just like floating a little bit. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, yeah. on everybody else's screen, you just have like base vandal or whatever. If they're gonna, I'm pretty yeah, I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure you can do that in CS. Like, I'm pretty sure you can have any skin you want in CS, just like as your skin. But like when you die and somebody else picks up your gun, it's just like the base variant. Yeah, it just sounds to like. To be fair, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that no CS skins are animated, though. No, they're not. No. So that's a, that's a huge difference in terms mm. of how difficult that is to load those in. No, no. But what I'm talking about is like, you do it on your computer. Like, I don't have to own the skin. Like, I don't have to own a Dragon War off. But like, if I want the game to look like Dragon War, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Flame is one thing, but Dragon Lore, bah, I can't let that slide. It's Elder Flame, Cass. No, no, I'm no. talking about a fucking Counter-Strike skin. Counter-Strike. Oh, because you said op. I, okay, okay. I just, you know, I, yeah, I yes, it's, dra- it's a Dragon Lore op. Fair, fair. Okay, okay. Whatever. Keep going. As you're saying, you own a skin for Valorant 0.5. If I don't own it... <laughs> still use it on my screen in cs and then when the enemy see, picks up it's just the base variant it's the default yeah that's just but, yeah. okay okay that's like yeah you know it's like that like inconsequential thing where i can see where people are through walls yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. similar to that so like i don't see any problem mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say i'm pretty sure riot wouldn't be too happy about it if you could do that no. um yeah riot would definitely not be stoked then why the fuck would you ever like I don't give a shit if the enemy picks up my skins like ooh I don't give a fuck if it, you know like the teammates can see my skin and be like ooh no but you do like, give I, a fuck I, I if, if you can't it. pick up other people's yeah that would bother me if I couldn't that's such like a fun part of the game of of being like ooh skin Cass, you're really telling me if every skin you picked up from someone else would just show up as default, like you? Wouldn't oh no, 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 yeah, no. yeah okay, I see what you're saying. That'd be kind of lame, but like, yeah. for the most part, I own the skins that I want. Oh, Cass, you're not gonna say this right now. Like, I, I also own the vast majority of the skins that I really love, but like, it's so much fun to try out the other skins when I pick them up. Yeah. So every time yeah, Cass like... picks up a skin that's not one of the ones he owns, he tosses it off the map and buys a, a new one of. <laughs> Of his skin. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. If I pick up if I pick up a skin that I don't want, I will often trade it to someone else on my team. And like Chase knows this. Whenever I pick up an RGX vandal, yeah, he gives it to like, me. Like that's that's going to someone else on my team. Like I'm not fucking using that thing. Mm-hmm. Um same thing with like the the whatever the fuck it's called, Phantom, that like deserves not to be named. Smite? Um 
No, not that one. I'd use a smite. Singularity. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I um, knew which one it was. Yeah, Hunter knew. I knew Hunter. I just knew. refused to engage with this tomfoolery. I, I I knew it was Singularity at the start as well. I mm-hmm. I just went for Smite because mm-hmm. it it's Smite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, at any rate, um, somebody pointed out on the Valorant subreddit today that Cipher once again got nerfed, which is great for Cipher mains. Mm, dope. Wait, by, like, map, by map How? changes, by agent yeah, changes. Yeah, the like... fracture, the fracture map change mm. makes Cipher less good. Basically, he can't effectively trap bridge, being you know the other the alternate spawn when you're on attack. He can't effectively put a trap there pre-round because uh, they widened that gap, right? And they widened that gap so you can't breach stun the living shit out of it flash them off and then have like a neon running up in there so they made it wider so the breach stun doesn't cover all of it um but yeah now it's too wide for cypher to place his trap there and then if you put the trap on dish side you can either crouch under one side of it or just jump over the other side because there's that weird ledge height elevation change thing if you know what i'm talking about yeah. yeah, I mean, we yeah. just played a spike rush on Fracture. That was the only thing that I've done since the changes have uh, have come out. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't really like rip. Dish. Yeah, Rip Dish, my beloved. That that change saddens me. Yeah. yeah I, in Dish general, really way don't... less yeah, interesting. Ahead. It's mm-hmm. just boring now. Like, It's just know. like I, a tunnel. I haven't, I haven't tried the new Dish out yet, but, like, I think I'm going to like it. It's like a hallway. It's like a hallway with a box. That's basically what it is. Uh, Don't you remember all? Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. First of all, that's totally true. You know, it's just another corner to clear now. Um, And Cass, don't you remember all the good times we had pushing dish together with one of us on either side of it, and how we'll never be able to recreate that magic? I mean, that's something. Yeah. Okay, but now we can just fucking double peek people instead of two of us. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, immediately collided because we line up. Yep, yep. (laughs) I can see it (laughs) happening right now. Yeah. Hey, when we get collided, it's because somebody runs in front of me. <laughs> yeah, you mean you mean the person that was supposed to peek with you? Yeah, it means that like the other person was in the wrong spot. I think it means you didn't peek far enough. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think so. Probably yeah. the person who ran in front of me or ran behind me. It's like I'm already there. Why are you running behind me? Like, <laughs> like I'm already. I own this space. I'm here. Never your yeah. fault. No, it's it, it couldn't be. What if you're the one running? Nah. Okay, okay, okay. If I'm running, then what's the other person do standing where I'm trying to go? Yeah, you know? there we go. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clearly, they're just in the way. If they moved out of the way, then we wouldn't have gotten cladded. Your body blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> As Cass in most games that we play. <laughs> well, no. Okay, so I like this, like, I'm, like, pressed up into a corner right on barrier trap, right? Because I'm waiting for the barrier to go down so I can swing out my off. And Chase will be standing right next to me, and now I'm stuck in that fucking corner. I can't move. Like, yeah. Chase wants to encourage you to be else. a man. Don't yeah. TP out. Get a, get a kill, get another kill. None of this <laughs> shoot and dip business. Yeah, Chase I, I like the shoot, miss, dip, leave me with three people staring me down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hunter loves that. 
Yeah. Oh, I do. I do. See, I don't mind it at all if Cass says that's what he's going to do because then I can plan accordingly. But Cass is like, oh, let's push this together. And then he dips and I'm not aware of it until after I die from somewhere that if someone else was there, it wouldn't have been an issue. Then that's when I start fuming a little bit. Can My gaming chair starts getting out? a little warm. Can what you hear say? me TP out? Well, not yeah. in the heat of battle, I'm not really registering the fact that you've TP'd out. So, you know, in the time it's that you, in, uh, yeah. you TP'd out, you could have clicked left mouse. Yeah. Well, it depends. Do I have an op? In which case, I probably clicked left mouse, and I'm not allowed to click the left mouse again until next round. <laughs> well, neither am I, because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> you are so dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you guys notice anything else about the fracture changes? Since you guys obviously got to play it, and I, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah, we did. Haven't. We did like the uh, the ropes change and like getting yeah. out of drop. Mm-hmm. Like those seem to be really nice. Um, yeah. And I like it because it, you know it's something new in that area that I I think was getting a little bit old. Um. So it's just it's cool to have some new map geometry there. But yeah, it's just the dish thing that I was upset about. Yeah, I in general oh. like to see a lot of different like viable ways to play a map, in, 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 and in particular like positions you can hold that give you some amount of value, which is why I like the fact that there's that ledge out of out along ropes now, where you can be standing anywhere along that instead of just you know in ropes itself, and the, why I hate the removal of dish, where now it's so much you know so much less variety in how you can play it. Yeah. See, I actually disagree with you on that. Now, keep in mind, take this with a grain of salt, I haven't played the map yet. But, I think that there is more variability in how you play Dish, because Dish is going to be less of a... Let's put a chamber trip here and ignore it. I feel like now that, as a defender, you can more readily hold Dish, your Dish is, in general, going to see more action. Whereas I felt like, you know... Dish is the lonely bachelor who lives in a rundown apartment and doesn't get any action except for like once every blue moon. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Um, I'm thinking about what you're saying, and like I understand. I think I feel like the theory of what you're saying is fundamentally sound. That since you don't have to just give up Dish as a defender and then hold drop, now there's going to be more battles there. But at the same time, I kind of feel like the way Dish was where it's messy and you kind of have to have an exit plan, there still was some incentive to take an initial peek and then dip, whether you're just running back or whether you're an agent who can use some amount of speed or teleportation or, you know, play sneakily around there because there there was a lot to clear and try to really catch the enemy off guard and just, you're going to die, but you want to take three down with you swinging. And so I feel like that variety is, is really that I feel like that variety is more interesting than, oh, well, we're going to have fights there more often. If there are less if there are fights there less often, but they're really unique fights, I would prefer that over just, oh, well, it's another, you know, off the rip uh, aim duel spot. Well. I don't know, I feel like it's. Well, yes, it could be an off the rip aim duel spot, which for the record, big fan. <laughs> really i like yeah. um but on uh, like that that aside i feel like comboed with the change to drop 
which is now significantly harder for the defenders to deal with. There's actually an incentive to play around there. And oh, unlike, yeah, I agree. And unlike the previous setup, um, in which I've definitely had a couple of ships in the night moments go there. Right? Yeah, where you I, go around each side of dish. Yeah, yeah, we each, we each silently creep up around the other side of dish and, you know, just timings. Right? Like, yeah, and I love that each other. I love that none of us, None of us made a noise. Why the fuck would I turn around and check it? Because I just don't think there's anyone there, and now I'm going to push their spawn. It's just like, I, I feel like it offered an unnecessary amount of high variance into the game. And then there was also the old gamble strat, of which, like, hey, you know what? They're probably not going to come here. But it's a really fucking close angle that you got to swing if I'm holding right behind Dish, like, next to the orb. So, like, let me just... Let me just buy a um a fucking shorty and stand here. Yeah, that that's something you can do. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say that uh um I think we're fundamentally gonna disagree here because you know you like those even aim duels and I love the high variance timing plays and camping with shotguns. <laughs> or not just not even just camping, but you know, setting up a shotgun and in, in, in a good position. So like when you're like, oh, you know, someone could hold that with a shotgun. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we're just fundamentally going to disagree on on whether it's good or bad. But I think I think you know the the premises that you're saying are very sound. It's just the conclusions that <laughs> I can't go all the way with you. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Hunter on that. I like camping with a shotgun. Something that Hunter and Rednecks <laughs> can can agree on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, but yes, I, I I do think that now I haven't tried it, but I like the ability to walk out onto. I'm assuming we're going to end up calling it rafters. Yeah, but like probably you know, yeah probably rafters. that thing outside of ropes. It's probably going to be called rafters. Um, if it's not, well, it could be, be called ledge. It could be yeah, called ledge. ledge, ledge, or, or rafters. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll be surprised. Go if it's plat- not new platformy like... thingy that's outside of the rope yeah. tower. <laughs> Up there, over there, the new thing. <laughs> All right. Sage at one thirty on the little ledge that extends from the ropes after you step out. <laughs> what's what's the, what's the most obscure callout you've heard? Like in in game? Yeah, in game. Yeah. What's the most obscure callout you've heard? I mean, everything was really obscure when I first started playing because someone would just be yelling pizza in my ear, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. I don't know what's going on though. Some people are shooting <laughs> but I mean, at me. Like, like, no, wine? Like, I guess I could go for some wine yeah. right now. <laughs> Gelato." Yeah. I'm trying to think what's a call out that someone said that I just been like what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, um, there are, there have been some like okay, I mean it's not like in, insane or funny or really, but it was like Hunter earlier today called ropes on fracture tower. He was like, "Oh yeah, you know, yeah. you see the new tower changes? Like you should come and check Chase them out." And Chase is booking it the and other I, way. I booked it to the other site. <laughs> I was like, "I guess Chase I was, is just not give a fuck about the new changes." He's just like, "I don't I, care." I was like, "Oh, there's changes in tower. I haven't seen those." And he was like, "No, over here." And I was like, "That's ropes." But... Yeah, I definitely end up calling both of them tower, and I feel like it hasn't really gotten me in trouble because in most cases, like contextually, it's obvious what I mean. But I should really definitely do better about calling that one ropes. Um, I've also called it heaven before. Um, people know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, callouts are to get information across. And if you successfully relay the information you're trying to relay, like you could call it whatever the fuck you want, right? But that being said, 
obviously they're standard callouts for a reason. Yeah, yeah. we played. I, a, I do have. Yeah. We. I was gonna say we played a strat roulette where we couldn't use um, standard callouts, and so people were just yelling like cheeseburger or you know like ra- random random shit mm-hmm. that is not really a callout, but right. Oh yeah. No, I, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say I I might have brought this up on the podcast before. I'm not sure if I have, but somebody in a game that I played called Under Tube on Icebox Harry Potter. Oh, that's what? a good one. And like being like broom closet. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I double took for a second. Like, what the fuck is Harry Potter? Like, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, the little triangle under the stairs. No, no, yeah, like, that's like in, funny. In, in I like that. In hindsight, it makes a lot of sense, but like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is that in the moment? The issue is that's more syllables than under tube. <laughs> so in terms of conciseness, I, yeah. I'm not sure that's the best, the best play. Uh, now this this I do have an answer, and that's that um, some of the people in the, in the Discord have talked about this um, organization. It's probably a bit of a strong word for it. Group that does uh, like it's called Valorant Draft Circuit, and they do like you know a open. You can sign up, and teams will draft you, and then it's like a season where the teams will play, and they they stream on Twitch and stuff. And so I like signed up to be a. a what do they call it? An alternate, whatever. Basically you could, to be a fill player, haven't heard back yet from my application, but anyway, I was watching them on Twitch and it's actually really fun because I haven't figured out yet what ranks most people are, but it's very clear that it's not like immortals and above. There are a lot, there are people who, who look, who play like me in the games, which is really cool because you know, they have commentators commentating it and you have, you know, the whiffs and the strange plays and stuff. So oh, that's dope. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed a couple nights ago and I was watching that on Twitch. But anyway, th- there was a call out that I'd never heard before, and I'm still not exactly sure what it meant, even though I have a guess. I'm not even going to tell you guys the map and see if you know what it is or could guess what it is. And that's Berlin. Oh, that yep. is a call out. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what Berlin is. I use okay. that call out. You do? I've never heard yeah. you use that one. Wild. Or maybe I've heard it and just I use, it, I use it every time we play Breeze. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's on I had... Breeze B site. It's the broken wall. It's called Berlin. Because it's yeah, a okay. broken wall. <laughs> well, maybe it's just an obscure call out to me, but like, okay. I hadn't heard that. That's the one that stuck out to me as really obscure. I was like, I, I guess it's the wall at the back because I just thought Berlin Wall. I didn't really think about it being broken. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not the wall at like like back left to side. It's that wall that's like by between CT and tunnel. Oh, that's Berlin. So that, that's not broken at all. Well, it's like it's a random piece of weird standing wall. That's it's kind of broken if you look at the top. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wait, so wait where is this call out? That's what I want to know. Because Hunter, obviously, it seems like they used it in the uh, in the commentation or like yes, whatever as did. the back wall. Well, no, no, sorry. I was saying I wasn't really sure what they meant when they said it, and I kind of assumed they meant the back wall. But I, they probably, you know, if it's if the if the call out is for that like mid ish wall, like you know, coming the wall that shields you between tunnel and CT, then, you know, it's probably what they meant. I'm, I'm yeah, not, no, I'm no. not claiming to know that they meant something different, but yeah, I hadn't heard that one. Like, what what ever, else? What yeah. else, What do you call that out as? Uh, <laughs> I don't really have to call out for it, to be honest. Well, I mean, I, I will say, wall. I, yeah, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably behind wall. Um, I will say that typically at our ELO, I find that people really don't play there that often. Um, yeah, I which, find that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I find that when we get stalled getting onto site, 
mm-hmm. right? If there's like a viper orb that's trying to go down, and then people have like rotated over from like mid or whatever, I find that people are very often by that wall. And now that might have to do with the fact that like you're playing viper and I'm playing chamber, yeah, or vice versa. I'm playing jet and you're playing viper. So like either I'm going in before you or I'm going in probably way after you. Yeah. Right, because you're kind of like third man in. And as Jet, I'm usually first man in. And as Chamber, I might be fifth man in or elsewhere. Although um, often I end up being second man in because I like playing aggressive. But yeah, I should sure, be third like, man in. E- e- either yeah. way, I'm playing on either end of the spectrum in terms of what order I'm entering sight in. And you're playing kind of in the middle. Right. Um, And so I find that that might just be a thing that I notice based on having to either entry or holding back and waiting longer and not necessarily entering site and more staying in the back there trying to like cut off people making their way to backside or whatever um but i often notice people playing at berlin yeah uh my experience with berlin has been not when i'm playing viper like like agreeing with what you're saying but when i insta-locked yoru for that one act um one of my favorite tps on breeze was to berlin from uh main when you're attacking because i found that very consistently um the, it, there wouldn't be anyone behind there and the tp is so far away from like the site that if someone's playing at like the back corner of the site they won't even hear the tp or if they do it's really faint so, so i you know i could often tp there and then you know peek basically from defender spawn and really catch some people off guard yeah it's not but, bad you know, as long it, as no one's playing back site right well if someone's playing back site and he's covered then, by the wall. Yeah, I'm covered by the he's wall. Popping out of the right. TP where I think he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm popping behind the wall. Oh, yeah. If someone's playing like right out of CT, mm-hmm. then that's where you know yeah. I need to have timed my flash and TP well for that to work, and then I have to react quickly. So but I'm like, thinking, you know that you know that box by Berlin. Yeah. Could you get your TP like if you got your TP into that little nook so that you're covered or that it goes into the corner of Berlin wall in that box? And then you TP yeah. right there, right? Like that's oh, that, that would protects be a good you spot. from. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a good spot. I have I have that. done that before. Yeah. And then I feel like the only person who's readily going to be able to like really effectively clear that is if you're playing directly behind pillar. Yeah, which, or maybe yeah. behind like in, like in between half the wall? wall gap, like in between like the half wall gap on the. Yeah, back yeah, there, yeah. Know? I will mm-hmm. say, I will say that unless you have a viper who's walled. Which, I mean, you often will, but sometimes when I was locking Yoru, I didn't because, you know, I would be Viper normally. And if you don't have a... a, I guess what I'm saying is that if you have people who are peeking past the Viper wall on your team, or if you don't have a Viper wall at all, it's a lot harder to flash yourself into that nook than it is to flash yourself behind Berlin because you can just throw the flash behind it and not worry about flashing your own team. So that's kind of the one consideration that I would think of first. But yeah, I think think that's generally a good spot. Okay, so small interlude. Um, drinking second beer. It's uh, one of the Creamery series from Superflux. It's a pineapple cheesecake dry hopped with Idaho Seven. Shout now, out! Now I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is Idaho Seven Cryo or if it's Idaho Seven and Cryo. I don't know if those are two different hops or like Idaho Seven Cryo is the full name because I've only ever heard Idaho Seven before. Is Cryo a uh, Hundred Thieves reference? Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's actually why I chose this beer because it yeah. had Cryo written on the can. You know, um, understandable. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But yeah, the can's pretty cool. It's got a bunch of pineapples on it. Um, but a swinger. Yeah. Wait, what? Isn't that a thing? For stoners. Man, pineapple's a stoner thing. Oh, the flamingo's yeah. the, the swinger thing? I don't know. I'm not a fucking swinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just exposed Cass. He's scrambling to cover up his yeah, faces. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, he's... Yeah. See, seems really flustered, red face. Also, I'm also not a stoner, but I used to be. So I know the pineapple thing. Yeah, the, like, well, I mean, you know that's how like, Christians... Pineapple Express? Well, I, I don't know where it started, but like, you know how Christians have that little, like, fish that, like, they often put on the back of their car? A hunter must know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, my, my family had one of those growing up, so yeah, yes, exactly. uh, yeah it's like, I'm well aware. It's supposed yeah. to be a more subtle way of being like, hey, I'm a Christian. Um, now obviously it's not super subtle anymore. Uh, exact same thing with pineapples for stoners. It originally was a way to be subtle about the fact that like, oh, I smoke weed. Whereas now it's just kind of well known. Like if you got a bunch of pineapples on your clothing, chances are you're a fucking stoner. That's interesting. I didn't know that specifically. Like in general, if someone's wearing like a lot of floral slash Hawaiian stuff all the time, like that, like bright, like, you know colorful design look is often a stoner look regardless of what the design is but i wouldn't have recognized pineapple specifically as being a sign i just didn't know that yeah i'm trying to tie like, this back to valorant yeah. what 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 do you have yeah, we're getting way off topic well what what do you have on your clothing if you're a secret valorant player <laughs> what i'm wearing <laughs> i don't, valorant I don't know you're wearing a champion's hoodie yeah yeah it's not very secret i'm very much out of the closet valorant player yeah, but like, if there were to be clothing, what would it be? What would the symbol? <laughs> just like oh. a Supreme shirt, but instead of Supreme, it just says unlucky. <laughs> eh. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. Like I think daggers? like a single. I'm trying to think of like a single jet knife. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But that could also be construed as you're a Naruto fan because mm. it's just a kunai. Um, mm. I see. I see. Yes, that made total sense to me, and I've heard those words a million times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kunai is a Japanese throwing knife. Naruto is an anime. There you go. You Jack actually haven't heard of blue. kunai before? Like no. a kunai before? Uh, no, James? never heard of that. You didn't know that just knives are kunais? I've, well, no, because I, I didn't know what the fucking that. kunai was. <laughs> I know. I just was surprised that you hadn't heard Jets knives were kunais. Like, I haven't watched Naruto, nor would I have been able to tell you that they use kunais in that. But I've heard that that's what Jets knives are. You're 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 uh, you know you know lacking a little bit when the when it comes to the Valorant like lore there, Chase. Chase is also just like as far away as you could possibly get from being a weeb. I actively avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was weeb pretty culture. far. I was pretty far away from it with only having watched two episodes of anime before, like two weeks ago, when I watched all of Cyberpunk Edgerunners, which uh, was enjoyable. I liked it. Um, but that's only because it's cyberpunk. It's, it hasn't really converted me to being a general weeb. Mm. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. I've, I've seen rate. random weeb things. Yeah, at any rate, <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to Valorant. Bigger topic here. Oh, now, baby. I know I'm probably going to get some pushback from Chase because Chase likes this. Ooh. But somebody was bringing up the idea of having the tracker app show you other players 
is inherently detrimental in ranked. Wait, are you saying that Chase agrees with that or disagrees with that? No, no, I'm saying Chase is probably going to disagree with this. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he will disagree with it or not, but I know that he uses the tracker app. Um, but yeah, they were talking about how you being able to to see other people's ranks and stats <laughs> in game is detrimental to the overall experience of you playing the game. Well, this is where I, uh, you know, pull out a cigar. Uh, actually, you know, start rocking in my porch chair and say, back in my day, when competitive first came out, you just straight up saw everyone's ranks in game. You didn't need no tracker.gg for that shit. You just saw it. And we did all right back then. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know if this is a big topic or going to be contentious because Mm. there's obviously a reason they removed it from the fucking game. Like, that's the whole point of why they removed it was that it was detrimental to people's playing experiences, being able to see the other team's ranks or your own team's ranks. Uh, and then being able to either, you know, be toxic to your team if they're not pulling their weight or if they're lower rank than the rest of your team. Um, or, you know, you know, seeing so- somebody on the other team doing well, and you're like, what the fuck? Why do I keep getting tapped by this silver two? I'm dog shit. And then it like tilts you, right? Like yeah. that happened. It happens to me with tracker. But the thing is, it's it's like a drug, right? <laughs> like I know that it's bad for me. But once you once you get hooked, you can't stop. Like what the information is there. You can't stop tracking. <laughs> <laughs> the information is there. So why wouldn't I look at it? It's one of those things. It's like you, you have the choice now to download tracker and see that and or not. It's not in the game. So if you really think, hey, this is bad for my play, my like my gameplay and it's like tilting me all the time or, you know, I find myself, you know, thinking badly or talking like badly to my my teammates when that doesn't help them, then you should delete the app. Right. Get rid of it. Yeah, but okay, but it's less about a you thing and how you feel about it, whether it tilts you. And it's often down to like, you're like, yo, why the fuck is this jet on my team have a headshot percentage of like three. Yeah. I never like, even look fuck? at those stats. <laughs> right. But they're available yeah. to you. Yeah. If you want to look at them. Right. And then. Yeah, it's, I want to go back to one thing real quick before we get too far mm-hmm. from it, if it's okay, uh, Cass. And that's that I'm pretty sure as Chase was running through the reasons why it was re- the seeing ranks was removed from the game initially. I think the biggest reason that they stated was about, seeing your own team's ranks. Like, obviously they chose to remove both. So there there was reason for both, but I think the biggest thing was just the toxicity of, you know, you, uh, you know, just yelling at your, your highest ranked player. Like, why aren't you carrying or like bullying your uh, lowest ranked player? Like, ah, why the heck did I get cued to the bronze? Like you who can't do shit. So I I think that was the single biggest reason, which isn't really the focus of what we're talking about here because we're focused more on how does it affect your mental to see the other team, which is kind of interesting how they were kind of two different big things we see there. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both important. More important that they removed it for for the first reason that you stated, their main reason, I think. But Mm -hmm. it does slightly affect your mental, at least for me, when when you get tapped by someone, you're like, what, you're, you're bad, yet I'm losing to you every time, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then on, on the flip side, it's nice, like, it's a little confidence boost when you can tell somebody's an obvious smurf. 
right? Yeah, and, like, and you're oh, doing they well should, against them. They shouldn't even be in this lobby, you know, like, it's okay that I'm losing to them a lot. And, yeah, it, as you were saying, maybe I'm doing well against them. And, you know, they have, like, a KD of 2.5 or something. You're like, how the fuck? Like, there's no way you have that on your main. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's often one of those things where, like, I don't know. Like, th- this comes up when Chase and I play disc golf. Because uh, I prefer when Chase keeps score. Because I don't want to fucking know how I'm doing. I'll think about that after the round. You know? Like, mm-hmm. the same thing with, like, the enemy team, right? I don't really want to know what rank you are. I'll think about that after the game. And then after the game, I'll be like, oh, wow, this fucking Silver 1 was just fucking dumpstering me all game. Like, man was rough or yeah. you know whatever it may be but like i don't want to be like like i don't want to be like oh shit like fuck dude the the rain on their teams like a plot three or a diamond like i don't want to know that shit now i'm gonna feel fucking like oh weenie it when i'm like oh but is the rain around this corner like if i peek them they're just gonna head tap me because they got better aim they're just better than i am like i don't want to fucking know that i want to go in and just play the game as is and like I will say, I do, one of the things that I will do is, like, at a certain point in the game, I'll, like, tab and look at the scoreboard and see, like, hey, is there a massive disparity on the enemy team, right? Is there anyone that, like, yeah, I, I guess the example that I can think of the most is, like, potentially on, like, Icebox, but they got a Sage who just, like, really isn't doing well. And it's like, okay, we know this Sage plays Kitchen. Like, let's go Kitchen. Let's abuse this Sage. Because they're, whatever it may be, they're not having a great game right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to know if that, like, like, I feel like I don't want to go into the game and see somebody who's, like, way lower ranked and be like, oh, we should try to abuse, like, this person. You know, like, let's, like, let's try to gang up on this omen, figure out where he's playing. Um, like, I feel like I, that's I, tough to do, though, practically. Yeah. Right. But it's like. Eh, I don't know. I you like, kind of get those information at the same time of knowing, like, oh, the sage always plays in kitchen. At the same time, mm-hmm. of oh, the sage is not doing very well, right? So, right. by that, if you already know the sage is not going to do very well based on their a much lower rank than the rest of the lobby, then you still need to spend the same amount of time saying, okay, where does the sage play every round so that we can bully that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe slightly know, less, I, but like also that's just more information. Why wouldn't I want that? I feel me, like it's information I don't want. Let me go ahead and broaden this out a little bit. Um, would the ranked experience be better for everyone if there was no uh, scoreboard? And but and what I mean by that is like obviously you could still see agents alts if you press tab and held it up and. Yeah, yeah, their money as well. So olds and money, because that's the information that actually is needed. But uh, would that improve the experience? And I said that because as we were having this conversation, I realized that while I don't have the tracker app installed and I don't check tracker until after a match, um, I look at the scoreboard way too often. Like I will probably, I probably look at the scoreboard on average more than one time per round. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. in the same boat. Yeah. And I was also going to bring this up. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. just because, Cass, it seemed like you said, oh, I look at the scoreboard, like, you know, every once in a while, you know, I'm, I'm just going to see that now after seven rounds, no, the no, Sage no, no. is not doing mm-hmm. well. But I'm like, no, I look at the yeah. scoreboard, like, all the time. Oh, no, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I look at the scoreboard at least once a round. But I pay attention to how the enemy team is doing 
every once in a while. I'll after check you, their I'll, like I'll check their money on like rounds where I think that like it might be heavy in one direction. Like on a round where it's like, okay, we just won that round. And like, you know, we got like an op out of their hands or something. Like, let me see if they can buy one again. Or like I'll check to see like, oh, like, are they going to be able to afford this round, or do I think they're going to go for a save? Because if they're going to go for a save, then, you know, it's like, I, I got to be more aware of the fucking ratty-ass corners and shit that somebody might be standing in with a fucking sword. Um, yep. Or just, like, in general, just, like, high-risk, high-reward plays, because you're more likely to go for those on saves. Um, or just be aware of, like, you know, just different guns in general, right? Am I going to get run and gunned with a Spectre if the enemy team has 9k credits? Probably not. But if the enemy team has like 3,500 credits, then there's a solid chance somebody's going to just fucking W key at me with a Spectre. And then also hold the D key, so they're going sideways, and then I can't track for shit, so I whiff all my bullets. Um, well, yeah, I think the money is very valuable, and that's really what I'm checking every round. But I'm also looking at the scores at the same time. And I was thinking... <laughs> I kind of like the idea of getting rid of KDA on the scoreboard. Yeah. Entirely. And then I was thinking, because I've thought this in the past, I'm like, is the the kill counter on the back of all of my RGX skins an active detriment to me in game? Ooh. Ooh. For the same reason, right? Of Oh, it tells you well, how many kills you have? Yeah, like, fuck, it's round six. I have two kills, right? And it's just right in my yeah. face all the time. I gotta say, I never really noticed that. Like, I know that it's there. Yeah, I often, I, I also don't look at it, but you know, yeah, sometimes I was gonna say, like, I, I remember when the skin line released, but until you brought that up, I forgot that was a feature of that skin line. Yeah, and like, yeah, I agree. I use three RGX guns. Admittedly. Well, I, actually, I use four RGX skins. One of them is a knife, which doesn't have a kill counter. Um, which also, non-sequitur, why does my knife not have a kill counter? Yeah, mine doesn't either. Okay, at any rate. <laughs> two, of those, two of those guns I never buy. Like, it's on, my, it's on my Stinger, it's on my Guardian. You will never catch me buying a Stinger or Guardian in-game. What are you talking about? You buy a Stinger occasionally. I see. I remember, like the last week of playing with you, you bought a stinger at one point. Maybe it was because you were ulting with jet knives or something. I, I'm pretty I had, sure. I yeah, yeah, okay. I had somebody buy me a stinger <laughs> because yes, I was ulting with jet oh, knives. Oh, what a technicality! <laughs> what a tech. It one ended up in your you're hands right. during the you're buy right. phase. I, I that counts. Up, you're okay. You're right. I ended up <laughs> with a stinger. Somebody bought me a stinger because they're like, I was like, nah, like don't bother, dude. Like I got knives. Mm. And then they're like, dude, I, I got the extra credits. Like, we might as well give you something. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, buy me a stinger. I'm planning on dashing in. Um, yeah. Could have requested a frenzy. Could have requested a okay, specter. Well, but no, you chose the stinger. Well, because mm. it's fucking it's fucking cheap. And actually, like, like it's like, it's in that in-between price range, right? right? Where it's like, with the frenzy, I'll just fucking buy myself the damn frenzy if I want it after my knives run out. Or I'll, uh, I'll buy the, um, actually, I'm trying to think. Would I buy myself a Marshall with knives? I don't know if I would. I don't very often. 
But like, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna request somebody buy me a Spectre. I feel like that's at a price point in which like, it's like that's a decent amount of money, right? Like well, that, that if money it's last could, round or something. You know, sure, if it, yeah. it, well, if it's fucking last round, I'll request the most expensive gun that like someone can anybody afford. could potentially afford. Yeah, right. Within reason, like I take a bulldog over a guardian because I don't like the guardian and I don't want it. But um, yeah, like I'll request the most reasonable gun for me to have that like money can afford if it's last round. But if it's not last round, it's like, well, I feel like there's a decent chance this 1600 credits or whatever is going to get wasted because I'm going to pop knives. Either I get a kill or I die. If I die, I don't need like, what the fuck was the point of the stinger or the specter? I mean, you just wasted 16 K credits or not 16 K like 1600 credits. Um, yeah. Now, if I get the kill, there's, a decent chance that I'm going to be able to either recover that rifle or I get my fucking knives back if I get the kill. And then I'll, I might die in the next engagement with my knives. Um, the time in which the, like having the gun is good is for when I whiff all my knives, which I'm not great with knives. So it happens decently often. Um, in which case, yes, it's nice to have something, which is why I'll typically go like, you know, frenzy or sheriff or something like that. It's like, at least I got something. Um, mm -hmm. but I feel like, yeah, the, uh, like the stingers at a price point range in which like, if you're going to buy it for me, sure, but like, I'm not going to spend that. I'm not going to spend that thousand credits myself to get it. I feel like I'd rather just buy myself a sheriff or frenzy, depending on how I'm planning on playing this round with my knives. Like, am I going to go in or am I going to be taking more, you know, longer range? duels right i mean so on that note do you think the rgx kill counter is good or bad <laughs> I, I don't know because like i have it on my frenzy that's the other thing is like yeah you know, like the rgx like is my is the frenzy that i use and now it depends a lot whether it's uh first round or well it depends a lot on which half we start on because if we start an attack i'll typically buy the frenzy so we're starting the game i've got zero kills like, I know I've got zero kills. It's on the back of my gun, whatever. Big deal. Um, typically, the only other time is, like, if we start on defense and I buy a sheriff instead, and then we go into the second half, and then I buy a frenzy. And you see, like, a then, four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. God, we're playing a game. I was, uh, We're playing a game on Ascent, and I went the entirety of the first half without getting a kill. Like, the entire first half, yeah, we're attacking. I was jet. I didn't get a single fucking kill. Pistol round of the second half, I also don't get a kill. And then round two of the second half, I get an ace. <laughs> but, like, man. Wild. <laughs> that would have been... first five kills in the lobby, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's like, at that point, it's not detrimental seeing my kills on the back of my gun because I know exactly how many kills I have in the game right now. It's zero, yeah. And the answer is zero. <laughs> I yeah. killed a Phoenix Hall. And that was the most infuriating thing because I didn't get the one next to You were staring at the back of your gun. <laughs> Come on, go up. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, with, without the scoreboard or something like that, yeah. it's easier to forget. Even if you have, you know, like one or two kills, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's easier yeah. to forget how many kills you have or just not even think about it. But every time I'm hitting cab and I'm looking at that scoreboard, I'm like, fuck, I'm at the bottom. Fuck. Even yeah. if I don't, even if I have a few, well, you're kills, gonna be at the bottom anyway. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I mean, like, if you have, like, in the scenario in which you got low kills. Like, even <laughs> if you don't see the KDA, like, you're still going to be at the bottom. No, but I'm saying they take out that entire aspect, right? Oh, oh yeah, I'm saying the like, same as well. I'm so whatever... in position four. Yeah, yes. no, like, they like start, they start you in. No matter what. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. They yeah. take out the whole sorting of it, and they just tell you the, the creds on the other team. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing I was thinking about as well is I have this uh, happen fairly commonly, especially when I'm playing Yoru, is um, I'll have a good pis- I'll have a solid pistol round. Round two, whether we win or lose, I'll pop off with the stinger round two. And then round three, I might have a good round as well. And all of a sudden, I'm top fragging. And then the next couple rounds don't go so well. And it definitely gives me some anxiety seeing myself go from top frag to then slowly other people going above me as I have. Oh, it happens to me all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, if I just didn't look at it, (laughs) it would be be a lot better. Because you're like, oh, sick, I popped off those couple rounds. And maybe you'd still be feeling that high rather than realizing, oh, I haven't gotten many kills in the last couple rounds. There's three people above me now. Maybe I'm bottom frag. And you're like, fuck, I... I was top frag at one point. How did everyone catch up to me? I'm really not doing great. Like, and that kind of shit, like definitely affects my play sometimes. I feel yeah. like that probably happens to Hunter more often because he's proportionally better with non rifles. Maybe, but I also find that I'm a pretty good pistol round guy. Like I'll often mm-hmm. find myself getting three, four K's in pistol because I like the ghost so much. Chase just has the never use sheriff, so get good at the guns other people don't use buff. Exactly, because I hate the fucking sheriff. <laughs> um, so I just get good at the at the ghost and the frenzy, and I often actually do get quite a few kills in pistol, and maybe, you know, round two, because I, fu- I think that proportionally I'm pretty good at the bulldog compared to other people as well. Yeah, so I would like agree. round two, three. Well, but um, also round two, if you've got a bulldog, the enemy team probably doesn't have shit. True, but I'm saying even into round three, like yeah. I feel pretty good about my odds with a bulldog against someone with a vandal. And, uh, so I usually, I, in the first few rounds, I can be doing well. And then you, you, you get into like full by rounds. I'm not doing so hot. You know, my vandal shots are, are missing and, and yeah. Very, you slip. Yeah. yeah. I'm very hit or miss on pistol. I'm either a no kills, maybe one or like four K. Mm-hmm. It's like, like either Either I'm fucking popping the fuck off on pistol round, or I get nothing. There, there's no, like, I feel like it's very rare that I'm like, I did my part. You know? Yeah. It's either I fucking carried, or, man, I got I got put in someone's backpack. Yeah. Um, But no, I believe that turning off uh, scoreboard is just like an option in the game. I believe you can hide kda on the scoreboard can you really i, I think you can well if that's already like, an option then we just wasted the last half an hour but <laughs> well, not, necess- not necessarily because you know you could always just not look at the ranks of your you and the other team and like y- even if you can't turn it off like the question is would it be better for the game overall if it wasn't an option so that people didn't yeah. you know screw themselves by doing it oh not even i feel like it still was worth worth discussing I, I I feel like it's more worth discussing whether like Riot could take like a harder stance against Cracker and just be like, hey, you can't use this. And no, it's like, because that's the whole fucking point of, of Tracker. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you're going to use it outside of the game, like after a game ends, you can see all your stats on Tracker, which like I I very much enjoy. 
I very much enjoy being able to go in after the fact and be like, hey, you know, I had a really good game here. Like, what, what were my stats? Or like, you know what? I didn't do so hot. Like, I'm curious what my stats were and like what the stats of the other team were. And I feel like that's a great feature to have outside of playing an actual game. But I don't want that shit in the actual game. Yeah, but I'm saying like that's a that's a feature of Tracker that is completely separate. I don't think Riot should take a harder stance on it because if people want to have it, then I think they should be able to have it. Um, even even though like as I was saying earlier, it's kind of like an if it's available, I want to have it, even if it's not good for me kind of mm-hmm. deal. Um, yeah, we're we're not talking about whether it's good for you. We're talking about whether it's good for your team to have access to that because I feel like the that's, community at large, yeah, yeah, or the community at large because I feel like it, it's less of a hey, how do I feel about this information? being available to me it's more about how people are going to act when that information is available to them god half the games i get into i'm the only one on the team with a public profile or something you know like everybody is hidden and you don't get any of that information anyway okay i I don't know. I don't have trackers, so I don't know what the hidden information stuff is. But like, yeah, neither do if, I. If you can, you can set your profile to private, and therefore, whenever whenever you show up on somebody's like tracker thing, it doesn't show you show them your rank. Oh yeah, I knew that. Sorry, I thought there was more or any of their stats. Yeah. Oh, I thought you just had to have not. I thought by like signing into Tracker, you were agreeing to make your profile public. No, you can set up your profile to be private. Oh, I'm gonna go do that. <laughs> yeah this is really? like cat- why? This, yeah why because well, like it's then the i can't reason- look at your stats bruh yeah it'd be nice if i could have like people that like i know look at my stats because like that's fine but it's the same reason why i don't show my act rank or my account level yeah that's stupid why? i always show both of them yeah, why, yeah. why don't you cast i i honestly don't know i don't know want the i don't want the the outside pressure of like i get into a lobby and like it's like an all-plat lobby and i'm the lone like gold or like whatever it may be or the inverse i'm in an all silver lobby and i'm like the lone gold in there it's like i don't i don't fucking want that well Cass, think about this your profile has been public for what a year since you know maybe you signed in for the first time when has anyone called you out on oh you're x because i looked at your tracker yeah no it's it's less about like no but i'm saying like i had that happen multiple times before i hit like before they had the option to hide your your act rank uh, like oh, to be like, like oh you're plat yeah. and people are like whoa like right but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about or, now with tracker and that's what i'm saying for, if it hasn't like, been a yeah. problem for you it's probably not going to be a big problem in the future yeah but like eh, I, don't, I don't like it i, I want to remain incognito <laughs> i want people to wonder if i'm a smurf when i'm popping off and i want people oh to assume God. i'm a fucking iron when i'm playing like shit <laughs> yeah. and you can find out after the game what it is I don't know. I like I like having my actrake on there because it's just you know, like like a card. It's a little symbol of you know how you did last, badge. like a little badge yeah. of how you did last act. And regardless, like yeah. if I'm playing in better lobbies, then that's like a hell yeah. Like I'm the only gold like act rank in this lobby. Fuck yeah, that meet that shows my improvement. Or I loved having like when I had like a bronze act rank and I was in like high gold lobbies. Yeah, that was pretty like, cool. Yeah, okay, but you also tend to play more supportive agents. And I play Jet and Chamber. If you're not popping off, you're not doing much. Yeah, but like you can you can pop off as anybody, and you're like, yes, yeah, like, sure. the expectation is less on me. I guess the pressure 
is less yeah. on me to pop off. But like, right. still, if I have zero kills or if I have a few kills, people are gonna be like, "Yo, what the fuck, Brim?" <laughs> like, like, yeah, get some no, more at, kills. At the very least, you can be like, "Hey, man, I'm putting down good smokes." Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I might not have good kills, but like, you know, my my smokes are going at the right time. They're going in the right place. You know, I'm dropping my stim beacon for you. Although I really would prefer you didn't. Or like, yeah, I mollied <laughs> off an angle. Like, I held him back for a while. Where he's like, I'm jet, and they're like, Yo, why do you have zero fucking kills? It's like, well, yo, my dashes why? have been gr- really good though. There's <laughs> <laughs> the very rare game where I'm just like down on myself because I'm not doing super well, and people are like, Yo, dude, no, like, just keep doing what you're doing, like. You're you're dashing onto site. You're gaining us a space. Like, stuck so you're not getting kills, but like we're getting a lot from you just pushing your way in. And you know those games are great, right? When somebody else in the team notices that like you're not having a great game, you're not hitting your shots, and they're just but like, you're dude, still like, adding value. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, like you're still adding value. Like you're fine. Just just keep going. The problem but is, like general, you said, that's really rare because you never it's do that. Very rare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, I prefer to That's not great. be dive. We talked about that last episode. Right. Um, That's why it's good that I am very good with being dive. In fact, I kind of prefer it in most cases. Especially when Hunter's on Viper. God, I love when Hunter's dive on Viper. My favorite. <laughs> it, it happens rare. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen for a whole game, but there are some times where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to send it. Yeah, like yeah. My personal favorite thing is sitting in back caves with an op on attack as Jet and Hunter's just W King on the side as Viper. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Ryan power and gameplay right there. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Peak meta content. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and he's about to ult, and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck? My line of sight." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Very accurate. Fucking useless. Like, why'd you ult there? And then while you're arguing with me, you get shot in the side of the head from someone who's pushed up from mid. Yeah, because I'm not playing chamber, and I don't have a trap there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually um, that's probably yeah, happened in the game before. Yeah, probably. Like I know we're joking, but I wouldn't doubt if that had happened. You guys mind if I if I uh, since this discussion point seems to be drawing to a bit of a close, you mind if I have a little a brief tangent that I think will be pretty brief, which is kind of more of a PSA than anything. Yeah, let's see it. So I was on Tracker earlier today, not the app, but the website, and um, I just noticed that within the last week, maybe within the last like couple days, because I've been on Tracker fairly recently before um, today, they added a new tab when you're on your profile called performance and it's really cool. It's, it's simple, but you click it and it shows you by act, like your overall stats for the act all, all on one screen, your peak rating, playtime wins, win percentage, KD headshot percentage and top agent over that act. So it's really cool to like on one page, go through and like see your progression over your Valorant career. Um, and what's also really neat is there's a little sidebar as well of the best matches you've ever had, which you can sort by kills, uh, assists, ACS, and deaths for some reason. (laughs) Deaths is the only non-positive one there. And then you can like click that game to like, you know, take you to it. So it's really, it's really neat. Like, it's not like, oh, it's tons of strategic value to be gained from it, but it's just a really neat way to look back over your time in Valorant. And they just added it. It has the little like, in addition to me realizing it's new, it also says new, like (laughs) uh, drawing everyone's attention to it as well. So yeah, check that out if you've played Valorant for a while. It's it's pretty neat to be able to take a look. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, Cass, were you... Were you just wow, now? that's super cool. 
Cass, you're muted, and I don't think you heard any of what I just oh, said. Oh, no, no, I, I did hear everything that you just oh, said. Oh, okay, Sorry, okay. Yes, I was muted. Um, yeah, no, I was saying, like, I, I'd be curious to see what da- what game I've got the most deaths in. Well, yeah. yeah. I think that's actually really interesting. Uh, yeah, the game I have the most deaths was the, that one we all played together, the 19-17 over t- overtime game on Yeah, Haven, I was going to say. Which is not like, surprising. <laughs> right, like, a decent yeah. number of those being most assists, most kills, most deaths are probably going to be in... Long in OT, OT games, games, yeah. But, um... Yeah, yeah I was my gonna say top that, like, five... Yeah, go ahead. Well, okay, I was gonna say, I, I'd be curious to know what my most deaths is. I know what my most kills is. We don't have to be uh, curious I, for long. You can just go to Tracker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah. Nah, I'm not gonna do it right now. But I was gonna say that the most assists for me is going to be very incidental. Mm, uh, like, it's, it's not gonna be because I did anything well that game or whatnot. It's just gonna be like, ah, well, you know, like... I was shooting at somebody. Somebody on my team was also shooting at them. They ended up getting a kill. Therefore, I get an assist. I'm honestly surprised that my highest assist is only nine. Wait, what? That's it? Yeah. Is it damaging assists? Is that all they're counting? Yeah, I wonder if they're counting damaging assists only because it's. I have 11, 8, 8, and then 5 and 5. There's no way that 5 is my fourth most assists I've had in the game. Like, that's just not true. I don't so know. So I, I feel like maybe that is damaging assists. Mine says nine eight 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 seven. So yeah, I, I know for a fact when I've played Ko, I've got, I've stacked some a good number of non damaging assists. Definitely more than five in some games. So oh, I'm shit. I'm yeah I'm pretty sure that that's counting damaging assists only. I broke four hundred in an ACS one game. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I broke four hundred <laughs> ACS and I lost. <laughs> twice that's tough my my, my top oh no oh, sorry yeah. only once only once i broke 400 and lost but i got the 394 <laughs> and also lost that's rough i guess this has to do with the fact of me just going in and you know being the first in and getting the first chance to lay in some damage even if i don't get kills because i actually have broke 400 acs four times oh shit Ooh, yeah baller. Yeah, my the biggest one being Must be eleven nice months ago. Iron Lobby. <laughs> yeah, the, the biggest. <laughs> let me see what lobby this is. I'm curious since you said that the the highest of them being um, eleven months ago on Yoru, uh, where I had a four forty six ACS. That's is, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was thirty six and fourteen. <laughs> oh my god! And my team only won thirteen ten. <laughs> Wow, oh, that was, I was trying to remember that game. Oh, that was that was with me. Oh, so it's it's funny you mentioned Iron Lobbies. That it was kind of the situation actually, because it was me, Doobie, and Tony, and Doobie and Tony were both Iron at the time. So it was like a Iron through Silver lobby. Honestly, anyway, it's just really cool to be able to see that stuff. Yeah, this is a really cool, really cool tab. Um, my highest number of kills is thirty-two, um, which yeah. I've done twice. Uh, but. The highest one, the one that shows is number one, we lost the game. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, but none of you guys were in it, so I can't I can't blame you. Good, um, good. Cass, what what are your highest like three kill counts? Three, uh forty one, thirty six, thirty four. That's interesting because I have you, you know, you have me beat on the high end, but I have thirty eight, thirty six, thirty six. I've hit thirty six three times and thirty eight once. Wow, way to boast, eh? 
<laughs> well, it, it's it's interesting that like my top scores are all within a really narrow band, and yeah. I have like a lot of them. No, I I know the exact game that I got uh forty one kills on. We lost this game, by the way. Um, I was very salty because I was popping the actual fuck off on Omen, mm-hmm. and somebody insta locked you out over me. <laughs> it did not and, do uh, well. I'm assuming. Yeah, and I was just like, mm, like, yeah, we're playing on Icebox, and I was just like, ah, they took Jet. Guess I'll play them, and this is pre-chamber release. Uh, I was like, guess I'll, guess I'll play Omen, and then, yeah, I did really fucking well in the Omen, and I was just like, you could have given me the jet, and I would have done better, but eh, whatever. Oh, looking just at headshot head. percentage is really cool too through the axe. Yeah, and KD and things like that. Like this is actually, I love this. Um, and playtime. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. You know, I I would like to say I'm really upset that in episode two, act two, I hit bronze one. Because in uh, act one and act three, I was an iron peak. So I would have had that fucking iron buddy if I just didn't hit bronze one in episode two, act two. That is unfortunate. What is is y'all's highest uh, playtime ever in one act? 86. 82. Uh. 88. Wow, we're all within a very narrow range there. Yeah, that that was the act where I jumped from silver 2 to gold 1. Said so 3 act 3? Yeah, 3 act 3. Yeah. Mine is before I I even well, it was just as I was meeting you guys in Among Us for the first time. Episode 1 act 2 is where I had the most play. Oh on. damn, I didn't even play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That. Episode 1 act 3 is my first. Mhm. I was going to say, I hate looking at overall headshot percentage because I wish I could split it by weapon. Oh, yeah. Like, such a, like, just because I op, such a high number of my kills are not headshots. <laughs> and it's just, like, annoying seeing my headshot percentage and just being like, well, but what is it when I'm rifling? That's a John. <laughs> is it, though? No, I get it. I get it, but also, if you relatively off the same amount in different acts, then it should be equal. Yeah, yeah, but I'm wondering, like, like, yes, I see what you're saying, but I wish I could split it by weapon so I could see, like, hey, is my, like, so I could easily see, like, hey, is my rifle headshot percentage going up? Because, like, yes, in general, my headshot percentage is rising. Um, however... I don't know if that's because I just got more rifle kills in a given act versus op kills, like just what the ratio is. And like, I've come to the conclusion that roughly 10% of my op kills, I want to be headshots, give or take, just because people are on head glitch angles and I need to hit them in the head. I've determined that like... Mm -hmm. Or you just accidentally hit them in the head as well. Okay, obviously there's the me accidentally hitting them in the head, but I don't want to accidentally hit somebody in the head. Right? Like, I only, with the op, I only ever want to hit somebody in the head when I need to. I feel like... Because otherwise that's just inefficient. It's it's inefficient somebody in the head. But at the same time, like, if you're in a position where someone swings from a slightly different position than you expect... Like, not that you have to hit them in the head, but hitting them in the head is not a bad thing. Yeah, it could be like the the flick to their head could be actually uh, closer than the flick to their body trying to readjust to hit them in the body. Maybe. make a lot of sense. But that's what what 10% is. Okay. Well, what I'm pushing back on is 
I think it's fair for you to also include times where you don't have to hit them in the head based on their positioning, but you do hit them in the head because the situation just makes it more convenient, and that's okay. That's that's what I'm saying. Which again, I'm I'm budgeting at ten percent. Okay, okay. We're on like the same I don't know, there was there was one act where I had like there was one act where I was playing a lot with the marshal, and my op headshot percentage went up to like seventeen or something like that, and I'm like, ooh, that's too high. Like I probably missed a lot of shots because I was practicing the martial a lot and then aiming for people's heads. Um, whereas I would have hit those had I not been trying to flick to the head or whatever it may, it might've been. Um, okay. All right. To devolve this from just resorting into more tracker talk as faces pointed out that we do every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I think it's fair yeah, to say a new tracker feature. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. I, I like sure, it. Sure, sure. This one's cool. Um, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay, I, I think it's fair to say that there's going to be a new agent released in the near-ish future. Yeah, there's a teaser in the uh, in the Valorant range now. We all know what role this new agent has. Yeah, duelist. Yes. Initiator. Mm-hmm. Duelist. Sentinel. Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, okay. Yeah. At any rate, what do we think of the current state of smokes? prior to this agent coming out. Well, I mean, the only duelist with smokes is Jet, so I mean, I think adding another one that has smokes is probably just going to be fine. Yeah, and actually, you know, breaking the mold and having a sentinel with smokes I think is going to be really cool Cipher. as well. Uh, sorry, Cypher. <laughs> I caught the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Chamber is well known for his smoking ability. He's well known for his ability well, to he's... smoke by shooting you in the head. He is because French. once he fires his uh, his ult, there's a plume of smoke that comes up. From no, the well, end no, of when, the he, when he fires his ult, your head fucking or your body just fucking explodes, and it's like a raised <laughs> nade. And on second thought, there are two duelists that have smokes. A raised nade is hundred percent of smoke. Uh, uh okay. <laughs> It's impossible to see through that shit. Okay, but obviously, okay, controllers. Yeah, yeah. I, I will. I will come out and and start off by saying that um, I think the state of the controllers is good, and I want to immediately get what might be the elephant in the room out of the way, which is that a lot of people feel like Viper is too unique in the value she provides with her wall. And they don't like the fact that there are some maps that are kind of, you know, Viper dependent and, you know, they get frustrated playing against Vipers. I find playing Viper fun situationally and I find playing against Vipers fun. I, I just think her utility is provides so many opportunities to see how you deal with it. Do you wait for the wall to come down? Do you push through in a spot they don't expect, you know? So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that for now. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's I, I good. The only issue there is that I, Viper is so unique in her role compared to the other controllers right like i think that's more of the argument that um like there's a lot of dome smokers but there's only yeah. one wall controller right um and so like it's just there are some maps that become a must pick for viper whereas you don't get variability in that role because the wall is just much more useful than dome smokes so having the you know, another wall-based controller will hopefully institute a little bit of variability into that that role on those maps. Yeah, I mean, I'll be in full agreement of that. I'm, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is that I don't see it as a problem with the current state of things, but I do see it as a good thing that they're adding that variation. So I fully agree with you. It is going to be nice to have that as an option on Breeze, for example. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like Viper as a character and and the wall based utility. I like that it's different than the dome smokes. So, um, yeah, I don't think that you know it's a problem that her wall is like super difficult to to get through or, or something like that. It's it's not it's not that. It's just it's different, which is as you said, a good thing. Um, so I think adding another one like that will be will be beneficial to the game. Hey right, guys, interlude. Um. I'm currently drinking the Santori Harvest, which is the beer that I was talking about that uh, you can only get, like, they, they only got 48 of them in, and it was a limit of two per customer. Um, so I bought one. Very cool. And apparently it's super hyped up, and a ton of people, like, it has the same status that, like, Chase was talking about. I don't know if he mentioned this on podcast or not, but, like, the 1942 has in Vancouver, where apparently people are calling up trying to figure out when this gets into the liquor store so they can go and buy it. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't know if it deserves the hype. It's a good beer, but it's not. Holy fuck. I needed this. Well, what's in it again? Like what is, what are the, yeah, what, what kind, kind of, of beer? beer is it? It's a, it's an IPA. Um, it's very strong, very hoppy, very in your face, which is classic driftwood brewery. Um, yeah, let me see. Uh, just once a year, the very best hops from BC's own Santori Cedar Ranch are harvested by an antique machine so colossal that it had to be cut in two to make the journey from Hauertau, Germany. I definitely pronounced that wrong, uh, but somewhere in Germany, uh, the granddaddy of hop growing regions. Once picked, the fresh hops are rushed straight to our brew kettle, where we craft you this singular wet hop IPA, a true BC harvest ale. So it seems like people like it just because of the story, more like, you know, it's like, this is a, a BC beer, the hops are only harvested once, and like, they make this beer once a year, limited release, and it's, you know, a special, like, you know, antique machine that harvests everything. It's more of like, <clears throat> like classical brewing. Yeah, it seems like there's like a huge range of like what the what the statements you read indicate. Like on the one hand, like you know, a, a technique along with special uh, along with unique hops that they use. But then the question is like, what exactly defines their best hops? How do they pick them? What difference does that make? Uh, so it's like from good to like I don't know to then just goofy with the they brought a special machine from Germany. <laughs> what difference does that make? Like, I mean, someone, please tell me in the Discord if there's something that, if you know of a antique machine from Germany just magically getting the best out of hops, but I would imagine that it probably doesn't make any difference whatsoever. All things considered, like, it's a good beer. Yeah. Like, if, if I was at a bar and I ordered this beer and it showed up, like, I'd be happy. It's a solid beer. It's just, I don't, I don't know what the whole hype is. It's not a kind of beer I'd be yeah. calling up the fucking brewery and or like calling up looking stores and being like, "Yo, do you guys have this in yet? Do you have this in yet?" Um, whereas the heavy fruit from Superflux, that I would be, yeah, yeah, same. That I would fucking be calling <laughs> up and being like, "Yo, when the fuck does this get in? I want your entire stock." Is that a limited release or is that just you? You really like yeah? It? It's it's once a summer. Uh we missed it. They make a smoothie beer. Oh. I think we've talked about this before. We but, definitely have. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck they do it, but it's a smoothie, 
and it's alcoholic and it's fucking delicious. And they can somehow they like they somehow brew it. It's not like they make a smoothie wow. and they just dump alcohol in it. I don't know. It's just by far and away, like it stands as the magnum opus of beers I've tasted. Like it, it, it is it might not be head and shoulders above everything else, but it's at least six foot eight. <laughs> That's clever. I like that okay. saying. Um all right, back to smokes. Yeah, I think it was your turn to uh to weigh in. Yeah, so like okay, I, I don't mind that there are certain agents who outperform the rest of their class on certain maps. I don't mind that there are certain agents who do something incredibly unique in their role. I feel like there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But I also don't mind competition being put into play, um, in this case with the wall. Um, now, keep in mind at this moment, we have literally no fucking clue how any of this new agent's abilities are going to work. Uh, it's been heavily hinted that it's going to be a wall-based smoke, but, like, we don't know if it is. It could be a ring-based smoke over, like, a large area. Like, we have no idea how the fuck this new agent works. Um, yeah. just want to get that out of the way. But it's been hinted that it's going to compete with Viper in some way. Um, I don't, I don't mind playing against Viper. I often like having Vipers on my team in general, but I feel like Viper doesn't suit all maps. And again, I, as I've said, I think that's totally fine. Um, in my opinion, the most annoying Smokes agent to play against is Brim. By far. Like, I fucking hate seeing Brims on the other team. Um, the long delay, this, the long time. It's like, Jesus that. fucking Christ. It's like, okay, cool. I don't get to play for half the round. That's nice. <laughs> oh, the smoke finally disappeared? Oh, never mind. He just dropped another one. It's like... It, it, it's fucking annoying. And I don't have flashes, so I don't get to pop flash out of a smoke and push. Uh, fuck, I hate playing against Brim. Viper, on the other hand, like, I don't, I don't mind playing against Viper. Uh, her orb is admittedly very hard to push through, and there are certain maps, uh, one in particular that was not played right now, being split, in which there were a couple one-ways that she could do with her orb, and those were fucking oppressive. Uh, like, there's no way around that. Like, it, it's incredibly oppressive to get through Viper's orb. But her wall, on the other hand, I feel like is very... Her wall is very fair. It blocks off a very large area, or multiple lines of sight. It's, it decays you as you push through, but it doesn't decay you in inordinate amount. And you get through it very quick. Unlike her orb, which, like, based on how long it takes you to literally just, like, walk or bunny hop or whatever the fuck you're doing to get through her orb, like, you decay quite a bit. Um... But I feel like you can more readily disrespect a Viper wall than you can disrespect a Viper orb. Um, so I feel like her wall, which is kind of like the main point of contention here, is fine. Like, it's it's incredibly useful on certain sites. It's the only thing 
on like a map like Breeze that can cut off the entryway into A uh, to get you access to site. Like, I think technically you can use three Brimsmokes to do it, but that's a very high investment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about the current state of smokes, and I've been monologuing for a while, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of just restating what, what we said earlier that, <clears throat> it, it, like, Viper herself is not, like, oppressive, and we like the wall mechanic. It's the only thing that can work on certain maps, so it'll be interesting to yeah. see if they can create an agent that can compete with her on that on those but not like replace her right mm -hmm. like my current thought process yeah. is will this new agent take some from the viper maps and some from the like dome smoker maps or yeah. will it just take from the pool of viper maps you know it, are they trying to toe the line a bit more or are they going all the way to one end that that's the question yeah, my two thoughts as you guys were talking from me are, one, I hope they do a similarly good job as they did with Fade versus Sova, where Fade might actually be a little too strong, and they've talked about toning down her utility, but Fade didn't eliminate Sova in the meta, but was a very real alternative to Sova, and provided different benefits to Sova rather than just, you know, better than Sova utility. Um, and so that's one thought. I hope they do something similar. And then secondly... Um, when you're talking about how good the, the, the Viper, uh, dome smoke is cast, I think it was a really good change by riot to where your fuel does go down faster when you have both the dome and the wall up, because since they're both really good pieces of utility, um, it does make a more meaningful decision, uh, that the Viper has to make. And me, when I play Viper on breeze, you know, it, I very much have that in mind, um, Especially, like, if I'm playing, I really like to play B as Viper on defense and then wall across mid and have my orb at B main. And, you know, frequently, I don't really want to pop both of them at the start of the round just because that very much decreases the time I have with them both up. I'll pick one that I want to start with and then, you know, switch them if I'm sensing a, a need to change. So I, I think that was a good change of theirs. I know, because, like, I, I feel like all the agents have or like all the smokes agents have a very unique and interesting role in the current meta. Um, yeah. Like if you look at Brim as your de facto dome smoker, he's the best at exactly that dome smokes by like a long shot. Um, he gets three of them that can be deployed basically instantaneously. They last for fucking ever and you can't see shit when you're inside them. Um, and then you get Omen, who's the only current controller that has recharging smokes, in which, assuming yeah. an infinite round length, he could have an infinite number of smokes. Uh, I don't know what the max he could have in a given round is, but I'm sure that's easily calculatable. Uh, you've got Viper, who's the only one with a wall, and then you've got Astra being the only one who can temporarily quick smoke something for free with a cooldown. Because, uh, like, you get your star back. So, like, at the start of the round, you can quick smoke something off. And I feel like that's incredibly useful on two maps in particular, being Pearl and Haven. Smoking and you're neglecting the obvious of being the only global smoker as well. Oh, yes. Also, yeah, being the only global smoker. But, like, I was going to say, the ability for her to pull back her smokes uh, is almost at a pro level, invaluable on 
Haven and uh, Pearl. Because you can put a lot of pressure on both the on Haven, the A-site defenders, and on Pearl, most likely the B-site chamber, uh, by just dropping a smoke there and recalling it. Because someone could have crossed, but there's no guarantee that anyone did. Um, and so, I, I, I feel like each of them have their own role, and they do that pretty well right now. So, yeah. I understand the desire to put in a new controller agent who has a wall that, you know, kind of like rivals Vipers, but I'd be, I'm interested to see how that shifts it up because, I mean, just for example, we see a lot of Viper on Icebox and Breeze. If this domes, or if this new agent takes, let's call it Breeze, this new agent is better at Breeze than Viper is. It's like, okay, so what? Do we only ever see Viper on Icebox now? And we only ever see this new agent on Breeze? Well, that's that's where I was kind of going back to the Sova thing, where Fade never fully replaced Sova, you know, overall. There's just some maps that now it seems to be a little bit better to use Fade. Mm-hmm. But so I, th- I think I want to see something similar. Okay, but with Initiators, you... Well, there are four roles in the game. Yeah. And there are five agents you get to pick. I feel like, at a, at least at a, a high level, more often than not, two of those agents are going to be initiators. True. Uh, and so you can still have, you know, quite a few maps in which you see both a Sova, or sorry, in which you see a Sova or a Fade. Whereas in the context of controllers, quite readily you only see one controller per game, especially yeah, yeah. in ranked having any controllers in the game is just like, holy fuck, we got a controller on our team. That's great. Um, and I think it's a huge overstatement, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I just feel like because it's much more readily available to see two initiators versus two controllers, uh, I just feel like we could end up in a scenario in which like Vipers only played on one map. This other new agents only played on one map. And that's just what it is. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. That, yeah. No, I was saying it would be useful if they towed the line, like I was saying earlier, where they take a little bit out of the maps from Dome Smokers as well. But right, I I would obviously like to see it so that it's not a must pick. Like I don't want to see many agents must picks, but like you know, up to team strategy and how they want to design their comp. Not that there's like a certain meta comp. But the ideal thing would be to see, you know, even at the pro level. Uh, different teams utilizing different comps because of their play styles. Yeah, I I'm like I fully agree with that. I think that'd be great. Uh, I mean, I I don't know the last time I've seen a pro game that had call it eight different agents, seven different agents. When's the last time you guys have seen that? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the last time I could think of is probably uh, uh, PRX versus FTX. Yeah. On I was like, yeah, PRX <laughs> versus anyone, anyone mostly. Yeah. yeah, I think that was uh, enough different, but that was a unique case. Liquid and... versus a lot of people. 
Yeah, I wanted to go back to what Chase was saying and say that that's that's where I see the uh, opportunity uh, cast for there not to be just, oh, well, it's going to replace Viper on one of the maps or both if it goes poorly or neither if it goes poorly. That the, the thing is that while Viper is kind of a must pick on some maps, there are other maps that she's either questionably useful on. I would say Haven is a map you can get value from her, but it's not probably not the best. Or like Ascent. It, horrible viper map like i think if you're playing viper on ascent you're you're you've done wrong so like if the if this guy can be you know can can be a meaningful alternative to the dome smokers and viper in depending on the map not on all maps but on some like that's kind of what i'm looking for someone who's in between rather than someone who's solely competing with viper and I'm not saying that the utility is in between, that his smoke is halfway between a line and a ball. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about his usefulness. Just Howard, some yeah. sort of right, yeah. sperm-shaped <laughs> object. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we can say that hopefully uh, a ton more information doesn't come out before this podcast drops. Because it, this uh, this would be a little bit useless if there, we now know exactly what the fuck yeah, and it's actually fairly likely since we're recording this podcast way early this yeah week. yeah yeah pretty pretty likely. yeah yeah we're recording this on tuesday and posting it the next monday so yeah that if if something comes out now you'll hear our in advance thoughts before you um, yeah maybe you know. it could be interesting to be like oh wow it really did match up or wow that's not a, at all yeah what they were saying exactly like... yeah 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 i it just, yeah, one last, like, kind of thought here is I hope they do something cool. Like, I, I really want them to introduce, like, a cool mechanic. A new mechanic new would age. be dope. Like, that's not just, you know, LOS denial. Yeah, um, I mean, I heard, I heard, I don't know how, like, confirmed this was, if it was purely rumor, if this seemed like an actual leak, but I heard that he was going to have uh, it seems like there's some sort of wall-like thing that this bit some images leaked of. And in addition, I thought I heard that there's some like dome smoke-esque thing that is completely clear, like see-through, but also blocks bullets. I don't. Like, <laughs> once again, that could look really dumb if that's not a thing. A dome smoke. Oh. So you drop the smoke, and it blocks bullets, but you can see through it. So it's not even really like a smoke. It's more of like a, I guess, a shield. I don't know. A shield that you can walk through. Yeah. If any of yeah. you guys played Destiny, that's the uh, the Titan, the original Titan character's alt. Um, but mm. it'd be cool if now they added emotes and I can do some fucking stupid shit on the other side of the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they can't shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, now yeah. I want emotes in the game more so I can just fucking like yeah. do some stupid dance while staring at somebody yeah. holding down the fucking op. Like Um yeah. And then the shield like fades way faster than you expect and you just get nailed. <laughs> oh that would be that would be a massive I don't like it's too much of a tangent to go off on because it's just a random rumor. We don't know if it has any substance to it. But like imagine okay. being able to yeah. push an op because you dropped this smoke like far up onto an angle like that'd be wild well i i okay no like i i I do think that'd be really cool because it offers the uh i know you're here you know i'm here 
we're just we're just biding our time. Yeah. <laughs> and I I kind of like that. I kind of like the the egotistical nature of that of just standing your fucking ground. Of like I'll often do that with uh when I have an op and like a a sofa dart hits me. It's like, all right, cool. You know where I am. Are you gonna swing? Um. And I feel like that that'd be an interesting thing. I'd like to see. You know, I'm holding an angle with an op. This clear smoke goes up. I see you cross. It's like, all right, you uh, you gonna cross back before this uh the smoke or this field fades? Or are you gonna you yeah. gonna stay there? And then we're we're we doing this? You know, right, it's like right. it's like tossing the the glove metaphorically. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know, I I do think that'd be really cool. But no, I was hoping for something more aggressive in his kit that enables you to, you know, do classic ranked play ungabunga shit, and people want to play this agent because I feel like that's Omen's biggest strength is Omen well, has a bit more of the ungabunga mm-hmm. factor, and people more readily like there's someone on your team who's picking last and they're like ah fuck we need smokes i feel like omen's the most likely pick and i think well, it'd be cool yeah. if this new agent was also like hey hey fuck it dude I'll, I'll play this i'll play this guy he's cool like i can be aggro with him well i will say that um I did, I did a quick googling and it turns out that the idea that i mentioned of the uh you know, the shield. I didn't just make that up. It wasn't some like completely random leak. The reason why we're kind of all forgetting about this is because this is all the way back in August 25th, because this agent was initially supposed to drop at the start of the last act. Um, and we have a screenshot of uh, this agent in the range. And keep in mind that we also had a screenshot of fade in the range before she came out. And her abilities were basically the same as in that league screenshot. It was just that the wording in the screenshot was a little bit confusing. Like they, they definitely cleaned up the, the wording of the stuff between the screenshot and the actual release. So we have that for this agent. And this one, I think we should take even more, even assuming that this is totally legit, we should take it even more with a grain of salt because this agent was delayed. So clearly they weren't ready to just ship him out there. So there's a good chance some of this, you know, changed. But the abilities are E. Hold on, Hunter. Before you yeah. go any further, I'm pretty sure this was confirmed to be fake. Yeah, wasn't? Is this the it the, was? Mage, the mage? Yeah, I'm agent? pretty. I'm pretty sure somebody came out and said, "Hey, I faked all of this." Uh, really? Like, I'm I'm rather confident the exact. Okay, well, I'm gonna go to the tweet somebody. and see. I don't know what exactly you're looking at, but if it is the uh, the like water mage agent, I'm pretty sure that people were like. Yeah, that was completely fake. I'm now, pretty sure someone who knows owned if that's up a cover up, but no, I'm pretty sure someone owned up to it being fake. Just like, hey man, like I created this. I didn't think it was going to get as much traction as it did. I just kind of did it for fits and giggles. Um, I'm looking at the original tweet by George Gettys, and he didn't post like a follow up tweet saying it was huh. fake. And I'm reading at the replies, and people are saying it looks like sus or it looks fake, which people were also saying about, you know, fade stuff. So, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know. Is George Gettys a viable? Yeah, he's typically He's one of the reliable. biggest Valorant reporters, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I, I didn't know who the fuck he was. 
Yeah. But yeah. I'd say like we leave that like going into depth yeah. maybe for for another episode or maybe we'll get a, a more official announcement by next week. Yeah, I agree. That's probably a good call because, you know, it, chances are something else will come out before this drops. So it'd be goofy, goofy to go over the past. Now, Jed, should we uh, wrap this up and do a game? I think we should wrap it oh. up. I gotta eat, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna pull a samosa out of the fridge and eat that, and then also play a game. Well, but you guys don't necessarily need to know what we're eating after podcast. So yeah, we think that with, just about wraps us up. With all that samosa talk, uh, we'll drink with you later. <laughs>